Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Camping Crew Podcast, first one of January 2021 and I'm Aaron Burchell. And I'm Chris Byrne, Happy New Year everyone. Happy New Year, how was your, your Christmas Chris? Oh, we'd lovely, quite Christmas now. I know we kind of all went into lockdown kind of more or less from Christmas Eve. Not that we were doing anything anyway, but into full lockdown. So it's just nice family occasions, sitting at it home. Was- it was definitely too much, drinking too much. Yes, it was definitely different to any other year. I did manage to get up home to see my mum because, of course, for those of you that don't know, which is very few, my birthday is Christmas Day, and I like to get up and see my mum Christmas Day. So yeah, it was quiet. We got up Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, back Stephen's Day, and haven't been anywhere since. Definitely haven't been camping since. Yeah, definitely. Are not been camping as well. We're keeping our heads down, just uh, isolating as much as we can. Just keep ourselves and everybody else else safe it's a it's like wildfire out there at the moment isn't it yeah it is let's remind people this is meant to be a fun podcast we're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views and we do look into things that you ask us to look into um if you would like to support us we do have a coffee page where you can log on to ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew and you can buy us a coffee or two but only if you can afford to do so yeah, I want to say a big thank you to Liam and Darren, the regular uh, contributors to the the coffee page, and um, uh, and in, in good New Year's form, they both have uh, donated again to us this week. Um, so look, we we really do thank them for their support, and it's a big help for us in the maintenance of the um, of the podcast. Yeah, thanks guys, and a happy new year to you and to all of you, as we said. Right, we'll kick off. It'll be a quite enough show in regards follow-ups and shout-ups, because I think people were just too busy trying to stay entertained with the family over the Christmas. But we did get an email in from Dennis. Yeah, so this came in just before Christmas. Uh, we were doing the kind of best-of show, so we said we'd we'd put this on to the, the, the first uh, I suppose, episode back in the new year. So a question about a Wi-Fi router. So I'll read out the message. He says, I have only recently started listening to your podcast um, while out walking. I am camper vanning the last 25 years and find your podcast very interesting and entertaining. I have dipped in and out of them and just picked up something about a router you bought for increasing Wi-Fi on sites. Could you please tell me what router you bought and was it good and where did you buy it? My daughter just gave me a Chromecast and I'm setting that up and I believe that a router might be a, a big help when on sites. If perhaps you could include an article on this topic, that would be great as, as I know absolutely nothing about the whole area being an old school satellite dish person. Satellite dish person. Many thanks to the many thanks and best of luck. Uh, to your podcast, the both of you are doing a great job. Hoping to hear from you soon. Perhaps you could email me on some info as well. Kindest regards, Dennis Sullivan. Well, I got in touch with Dennis because that was something that we covered here in the podcast, and Charlie and me covered it on one of our info videos. If you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, and if you go to playlists, there's an info tab, and you can go there and check out our 12 volt Wi Fi and TV system. So I emailed Dennis back. I told him all about the router. Um, just to let you know, I've had no problems with it whatsoever. It was a router that I bought from. And I should have looked it up, shouldn't I? I think it was Artec, but it's a fantastic router. And you put in your SIM card and then you just buy your SIM package from any of the mobile networks. I have yet, have had no problems. Every campsite we've been on. But remember, a lot of campsites now 
have Wi-Fi and a lot of them have Wi-Fi all over the site. So this is just a thing that runs on SIM and it's handy to have, but there are plenty of options out there. But I did give Dennis, and as I said, if you go on to our info videos playlist, you'll see all the details on it. And for me, and in my opinion, it's a great little thing. I think it was 60 euro plus packaging. And then you just go to Air or Vodafone and buy one of their SIMs and it works perfect. Yeah, what I did recently, Aaron, um, for um, the kids at home for their phones is we set up on 48.ie. Yes, uh, you said serv- that to me last year. That's a service from uh, three. Um, basically, I think it's like eight euros a month mm-hmm. and you have a, a hundred gig of uh, downloads per month and free phones and that. Now, I don't know how compatible the SIM is with with those routers, but it's definitely worth doing some research online. Like you have the GoMo, you have Air, there's lots of different options. But it's also worth remembering that a, a lot of new modern smartphones will allow you to use your hotspot. Yeah. Um, so if, if you want to just get up and running or test the setup, you could test it using your hotspot on your phone as well. Yeah, I think I found with my hotspot, even though I'm bill phone, I didn't have a lot of, especially if I was uploading a video, it didn't suit me. I only had so many gigabits. And then you did mention last year. So I registered for the 48 and I got the SIM card and the SIM card is compatible with my router. Just we were in the middle of lockdown. I wasn't going anywhere. So the SIM card is down on my desk and I haven't used it. But what I do like about it is I'm with Vodafone at the moment in the camper just for that SIM card. And it was you that pointed out there is, you know, uh, download, unlimited download up to 80 gig, where, as you say, it's 100 gig and it's only 7.99 with with the 48. So when we get back out on the road, I will be swapping over the SIM card, but it is compatible with the router that I talk about on the video. Yeah, the best thing about both of those solutions there is they're both month to month. So if you're not happy with the service of one, you cancel it. So mm-hmm. for another one and, and try that out. If you're getting better services, um, you'll find that like if you're going to a campsite all the time, the same campsite, you know, some services like Air yeah. or Tree or Vodafone might be better in different locations. Yeah. So it might take a bit of trial and error, but look, month to month, um, it's easy. There are lots of different types of routers you can get out there as well. Um, you can pay the high-end ones like the Netgear ones, which are really uh, top quality, and you can even get some front providers themselves, um, yeah. like the MiFi's and that. But um, the one Iron has definitely is one that's been proven and tried and trusted as well, and it works. Yeah, and we've we've all logged onto it as well because you can have once you give somebody a password. I mean, we've we've used it in Ardmore, especially in the likes of a place like that where there is no Wi-Fi on site. But one of the things I like about it as well is, like we've been in lockdown, so six months before that sim actually dies you know you can have not top it up for six months before the sim is actually useless so i actually topped it up i was out doing work on the ambulance the other day and i said you know what i'm going to do just for the crack and i stuck 20 quid credit onto it now that's going to do me well into next year please god into this year's camping season so the beauty of a sim card like that as you say if the reception you're finding is crap, you just register with somebody else for the sake of what is it? Usually the SIM cards are free and then you put 20 quid credit onto it. Yeah, I'll and dig out it, that link as well, Aaron, for the router that you mentioned and I'll actually tweet it out this week too. Right. So anyway, Dennis is happy out. We sent him an email, sent him off some season's greetings and hopefully he got that and everything is okay. Campsites and stopovers. Where have you been camping in the last while, Chris? 
Well, I've been camping in nowhere in County Waterford this week, Aaron. Did you get out yourself? <laughs> I was actually in a place very, very similar to, to that called The Yard, which is it just <laughs> literally four kilometres from my house. Um, and I actually, I brought the camper. Oh, Chris, I brought the van home the other day and I shouldn't have done it because I just wanted to go camping. I brought it home to give it a run at lunchtime and the whole way home and I came in at lunchtime and Deirdre went, what's wrong with you? And I went, I want to go camping because driving it, just driving it is fantastic. And I was saying, we should be, uh, Charlie should be beside me and, and Deirdre and we should be going somewhere. So now I've just been out in the yard. Uh, I miss it so much. Well, look, I suppose to give people little teasers and that um, you're Maybe you might tell us what's happening on Charlie and me and what's been happening over Christmas. Yeah, we got a lot of work done on the ambulance. As you know, with Charlie and me, with COVID, we're not getting out reviewing campsites. So we bought the B-Ball, which we're calling the project, the van build. And I put two videos up. The videos go up every Friday and every Wednesday, but I put two up today. The normal Wednesday one, and then just a quick oversight, because I finished peeling off all of the Reflectix. You know, all the Battenberg, all the, the reflective stickers that are on an ambulance. And my gosh, there's an awful lot of it. So I just wanted to share because the videos are about eight or ten videos behind where we are. For example, we're in January. I'm on video 22 and only video 11 went up the other day. I think I think 12 is this Friday. So I put up a two minute video of the van out in the yard. I walked around just to show it. So it's it's worth taking a look at Charlie and me on YouTube. Um Next week's video is the start of the, the end of stripping out where we pull out the last of the presses. But for an up to date, it's coming on well. The kitchen countertop arrived yesterday. So myself and Tommy, my carpenter friend, are going to dig into that next week. And then I'll be sending the paperwork off. Uh, well, I'll be ringing the SQI agent. I don't know if are they essential travel. It's essential to me. But I'll be ringing the SQI agent. That's the guy who comes out to certify that everything is structurally and roadworthily sound. That if you jam on, your bed's not going to come flying and hit you in the back of the head. So I think next Wednesday, I think I mean, Tommy, I think by Wednesday, two weeks, the second podcast from today, um, we should have the paperwork enough to change it over to a motorhome. It might even be road legal then. Well, it will be road legal, but I'll be far from finished now. Yeah, um, yeah. Satellite has arrived. Sorry, solar has arrived. I'm having problems with solar um, because of the electrics that's already on the ambulance. But look, check it out every Friday and every Wednesday, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me are camping vlog. And thank you for your support. And thank you as well to Gary's Glue.ie for sponsoring all of the build videos. Yeah, I left a, a message for you there up on Instagram earlier. I had a look at the video of the van without all the, the yeah. reflectives on it, and uh, it really does look fantastic. Um, uh, I was suggesting that um, you do some wrapping with a W instead of wrapping with an R. Yeah, <laughs> you you might not have seen that yet. I didn't see that. I haven't been on all day. Um, I did see, you know, we're still, and we're open to suggestions, by the way, guys, van build at charlieandme.ie about colours, wrapping, spraying. A chap that I'm on the self-build Facebook group and there's a guy in Dublin driving an ambulance identical to mine and he left it yellow. Now, he I'm left just it going yellow to ask, uh, do people due leave to it budget yellow? restraints because it, there is a cost, obviously, in spraying something that big. However, last week, you know, Dennis, who who is a regular contributor to the podcast, sent me an email of an ambulance Two numbers down from mine, a 2011 ambulance for sale um, in Longford on Dundee for 24,000 euro. 
identical wow. ambulance one, but they half sprayed it. They left the top end yellow and did a beautiful blue at the back. But that's on done deal if people want to have a look at it. But tw- I think it was 23 and a half grand. It's already converted though, is it? It's done. It's finished. It's already it's converted. It sleeps four, has a double bed down the back and another double bed that pulls out from under that, which I thought was a great idea. Mine is just going to have a double bed down the back. But it's worth even just taking a look. It's on done deal. Just go search for ambulance. And if you shorten your search to Longford, it'll come up. There's actually another one for sale as an ambulance for six grand and another one for sale as an ambulance for four grand, ready for converting all 2011. So 2011 seems to be the ones that are being scrapped are not used at the moment because mine is also at 2011. It must be a cut-off date. So look, all bids, please send them to campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com and we'll make sure Aaron um, passes it over to the highest bidder. We look after you. But anyway, yeah, so check out every every Friday and every Wednesday and thanks for your support, guys. We really do appreciate it. But I'm looking forward to it and I'm still enjoying it, but just have to get the solar sorted the week after next. Uh, and just to, to jump on to the next section, Aaron, I put a shout-out on... Um, motorhomecrack.com uh, looking for ideas and suggestions um, for podcasts you know I'm planning the, the, the next lot of podcasts coming up over the next few weeks got a few great suggestions which I'm looking at and um, uh, planning out but um, Jamie from Strand Camping in Doombeg sent me on a, a post about renting motorhomes um, he had seen a, a number of people uh, arriving at the campsite who have been first-time campers, they've never been out in a motorhome, they've rented it, and, you know, there was a number of, kind of, not mistakes, but I suppose a number of advice and tips that Jamie had for them. Now, he's, he's posted these up in a number of different Facebook groups, and you'll find them really easy. So what I'm going to go through here with Aaron is the cut-down, short version of, of what Jamie has, but there is a longer version of this up, but he has given some great tips for people who are thinking of renting a motorhome to try out and see if motorhoming is for them, which is what we always suggest, rent first yeah. before you oh, invest damn. in buy, you know, but these are some great tips um, for first-time rental, you know, first-time um, rentals. So the first uh, tip he mentions is, uh, he says, rental is not cheap, so make sure, you know, it's what you really want. He said, uh, what you should also do as well is when you're counting in the price of the rental you also need to, to you'd also need to count in the cost of fuel and the campsite prices for the duration of your uh, your holiday another thing you want to bear in mind as well they're bigger than your normal car so will you be comfortable driving a big vehicle even one that's on your car license you know you've got to remember they're a little bit longer an awful lot higher and a little bit wider so make sure that you will be comfortable driving especially a motorhome as opposed to a camper van and of course don't travel too far on your first trip allow plenty of time to arrive at the campsite get familiar with the campsite and get familiar with driving the motorhome or camper van yeah, I think that's good advice. You know, if, wherever you're picking it up, whatever, pick the nearest campsite today and just, just head there and go and try it out and you, you can do your, your, your long journey the following day or whenever you're planning to move on. Uh, the next tip uh, he gave us was to make sure you get a, a size that's got enough space for everybody that's going on holidays. You know, it will be cramped. It's a motorhome if you're not used to it. Um, if you're used to tenting, it'll be luxurious for you. But um, if you're... Um, traveling with a group that might not have camped or motorhome before just you know will be cramped just make sure you get um one that's going to be big enough for you and 
you know, you want to get along and you want to still be friends at the end of the, the trip as well. Um, and he also suggests that make sure you have enough storage for everything extra that you want to bring as well. And of course, if you're bringing kids, try to have a separate permanent bed set up for them so at least they can go off and have their own space and you can still sit up in the lounge area, be it watching TV or just having a chat or whatever. And of course, listen, if it is your first time to rent a motorhome, you're better off just taking it for a weekend. You know, or a midweek break. Don't go booking it for two weeks because three days into it and it's not for you. you you're either going to hand it back and not get your money back or you've still got 10 days of camping. So if you're thinking of doing it for the first time, do a midweek break or book it for a Friday, Saturday, drop it back Sunday. And then you'll know, do you know what, for the summer holidays? Yes, this is for us. And then at least you'll be familiar with the surroundings and the workings of a camper van or a motorhome or a caravan for that matter. Yeah, and what Jamie suggested as well, he says to pay the extra for the higher insurance. Um, you're more likely to probably have a, a mishap if you're not used to driving a big vehicle as well. So it's probably worth paying the few extra euros to cover you just in case um, you don't want to be losing your deposit, uh, dropping back your motorhome for any little tips, you know. And of course, there are different layouts, which goes back to making sure that there's enough space for everyone. So do a little bit of research and figure out what layouts would suit you, i.e. fixed bed, not fixed bed. If there's just two of you, basically any camper van or motorhome would suit. But if there's children or dogs involved, and then of course, not every company will allow you to bring your pets. So you've got to bear in mind, somebody's got to mind the cats or the dogs while you're away. Yeah, I think there's more people probably don't take animals than do, Aaron, I would suggest, you know. Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. Another tip he gave us is be very familiar with what comes with your motorhome and more importantly, what doesn't. You know, he said, do you need your own bedding? Do you need seats and tables for sitting outside? Will you need cookware? Um, anything really, you know, um, tools, guidebooks and things mm -hmm. like that and all of that. So just make sure you know what you get and what you don't get. And when you actually go to the hire company, and a lot of them do this anyway, make sure that they show you how to use everything. And take out your phone or get somebody or one of the kids or your partner to record it. Because as true as God, you'll be getting someone to say, now how did he say that worked? And at least you could look back in the video. So take out your phone and record it. The vendors won't mind being recorded. Take notes if you have to, but make sure ask questions before you turn that key and drive out of the yard because when you make it to Kerry or you make it to Donegal and the base is back in Dublin it's a little bit late then yeah yeah no you do always have YouTube but you're better off to to record the lesson as you said just um so uh, you won't get stressed <laughs> trying to do something work the oven or turn on the fridge mm -hmm. or or the heating or something uh, it's easy just to look back at, at that video and once you've done it once or twice you know you, you'll be able to do it for it. so that's kind of a, a a quick overview of the very detailed posting that jamie did so thank you jamie for passing that on to us and putting a lot of work into that have a look as i said on facebook um for jamie's longer post uh, there's a lot more detail in it we just kind of skimmed over it now, on another thing about hiring camper vans or caravans, you were talking well, Aidan um, Clancy got in touch with you on Twitter about a new Tipperary business, something similar. 
Yeah, a new business started up recently there, just late December, called The Buckled Wheel. Um, and I just did an interview there on Sunday uh, with, with Dave, with David from The Buckled Wheel. So I started the interview by asking him to introduce himself and tell us about The Buckled Wheel. Sure, my name's uh, David Henderson. I'm the owner of buckledwheel.ie. We are a hire and sales operator of teardrop trailers, uh, rugged off-road 4x4 adventure trailers. We are a new business. We came about, uh, we started working on this project about a year ago. And ironically, talking to you today, we were supposed to actually open our showroom yesterday. That's uh, right. But obviously, level five restrictions being what they are in Ireland today, we are now sitting on our hands until the 1st of February. Uh, but everything's there, ready to go. But the website's up and running. People can obviously go on and book uh, to hire a trailer for the summer. And if they're interested in buying one, you know, like all uh, operators in Ireland, we do video walkthroughs, we FaceTime, we Zoom. Uh, I think we've all become Hollywood producers over the past 12 months. I think we have to be, don't we? So, uh, but obviously we are, you know, these are products that you need to see, feel, touch, and we'll now anxiously wait for the 1st of February. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure you're aware, uh, Arne is located kind of in Tipperary, Waterford, Border, Carrick. I'm down in Tremor here in Waterford. So you're quite local to us. Do you want to tell us physically where you're located? So obviously, once restrictions are lifted, I'm sure a lot of people would like to get down uh, and see them for real. Sure. We're in the, the beautiful medieval wall town of Feather in Tipperary. We are 15 minutes from Cashel. We are uh, half an hour from Carrick on Shure. And yeah, we're an easy shoot down the motorway. Uh, turn left at Cashel and you can't miss us. Uh, it's a beautiful place to come. Uh, we've got Duke's Fine Foods if you want lunch. We've got Allah's Patisserie if you want a cake. Shouldn't you can make a day out of it. <laughs> make a day of it, walk around the walls. And yeah, and drop into us and spend some money. That's kind of the main priority from getting you down. Yeah, and it's quite close to that Cork Dublin motorway, isn't it? It's just off, not far off that motorway. Uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, that's great. Obviously that's really handy. A, a real launch pad for the ancient East. And, you know, there's, there's so much to do. You know, I know everyone talks about, you know, the Wild Atlantic Way and everything. But, you know, the ancient East has got so much. We've got hidden heartlands over to the west of us so you don't have to go far from us and we are happy we know this is a new concept and we know that a lot of people last year you know perhaps experienced camping for the first time in maybe a few years and we're offering to set the trailer up for people who don't want to tow them in a local campsite for a week over the summer so you can actually literally turn up from home and your trailer and your roof tent and everything will all be set up for you. You can have your week and then we turn up, clean up and take everything away. That's great. I think we like the idea. Speaking of the trailers, that was my next question. You might tell us a bit about kind of the background to the Teardrop Adventure trailers, uh, you know, and why someone might consider taking one of the, the, those uh, Teardrop trailers away with them on a holiday. I mean, Teardrops are nothing new. Uh, they've been around since the 1920s, 1930s. And... They started in the US and they were mainly built by people when cars didn't have a lot of power to tow things. Uh, and the irony is we're now going full circle back to hybrids and electric cars. 
who also now weight is an important consideration. And so teardrops are smaller than a traditional caravan. Uh, I mean, if you want to go on holiday and take your bedrooms and your living rooms with you, uh, a teardrop is perhaps not for you, uh, but they are really designed to get you back to nature. Inside, they've got a full-size double bed. Uh, the roof tent is also a full-size double bed, so they sleep four. Uh, they have a rear hatch that opens up to give you a full uh, outdoor kitchen. So you've got an oven, a grill, a fridge, gas hob, sink, uh, 30 litre water tank. So you have everything that you would expect and need to go camping. Uh, they all come uh, with either an awning or a roof tent, depending on what you prefer. So if there's a couple of you and you want to use the roof to put bikes or surfboards on, you can do that. But if you want a roof tent, uh, we, we have trailers with those on as well. And so those beds uh, inside the teardrop themselves are permanent beds. They don't kind of fold up like a rock and roll bed. Or... They do. Uh, during okay. the day, you can use them as a sofa. Uh, Brilliant. There's a shelf that you can stick your iPad on if you want to watch Netflix or whatever, or it's just raining. Uh, so, yeah, so there's a, an indoor sofa. Uh, the roof tents come with a built-in mattress, a six-inch thick mattress uh, with its own ladder. So, I mean, it really is perfect for a family of four. Yeah, or even if you're going to a couple with two, you could sleep in the tent and have the downstairs, the, the, the teardrop itself, as even a living area or something. That's that's very interesting. And I know you do a couple of different varieties or is sizes. I see a couple of different ones on your webpage. Yeah, so we have, uh, for our rental fleet, we have a UK-built uh, Terra trailer, um, and we also sell that unit. That was designed for us. Uh, but we're also the Irish distributor for Hero Camper, which is a Danish company, and they make a larger teardrop. That's the more kind of square-backed no, one, is it? That's the more rounded one. Oh, it's the more rounded one, okay. The square-backed the, the square one, and there's all these weird and wonderful names. So <laughs> you, have a, you have a teardrop, you have a flat drop. Uh, so our rental ones, if you're using the proper terminology, is a flat drop, uh, so it has a square back. Right. Um, we sell the heroes and they are a pure teardrop. They have that nice, beautiful. Do you need like a special license to tow them? Or is, I know there's certain weights that if you're under a certain weight, is it? No. Uh, so they're actually, I mean, one of the, the great appeals of them is they're pretty simple. So if you have a B-class driving license, which pretty much everyone does, normal, yeah. you can tow up to 750 kilos okay. or a combined weight of your car and a trailer of three and a half tons. Now, to give you an idea, I have a Toyota RAV4, which is 1,500 kilos. Our uh, Terra that we rent over the summer uh, is 500 kilos. So it's a combined weight of two tons, which is barely over half what you're allowed to do. So even if the trailer is only you have the, the 500 kilos, you have an extra 250 to play with in terms of what you put into it then? You have more than that. I mean, you, could, you can load oh, yeah. up with three or 400 kilos. But anyone taking 250 kilos of stuff, <laughs> there's no room to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They won't fit in. And the beauty of them is that they track to the same uh, width as your car. So unlike a traditional caravan, you don't need uh, extending mirrors. You can and see. And one of the great things about them is they fit under the height barriers of car parks. Now, we know... Some of the wild campers among us so will we'll, we'll enjoy hearing that. 
Now, we, I mean, Ireland has a love affair with height barriers and car parks. Yeah, and sure do. And not even that somebody wants to stay in a car park, but just during the day, if you're stopping for lunch or you want to go yeah. it's absolutely perfect. You can just pull in pretty much anywhere. And, you know, they're, they're very easy to tow. Ireland has got some beautiful small roads uh, that perhaps we wouldn't venture down in a larger caravan or a camper van with our our terra teardrops you really don't have to worry you could literally go in i was going to ask you about that you mentioned like there were adventure trailers kind of kind of that four by four element as well so they're, they're fairly sturdy they can do those forest tracks and trails and things like that and and you know they're perfect if there's you know we, we always focus on couples and and, and families but if it's two guys going away biking for the weekend or going away surfing, the beauty is you actually have two bedrooms. So if somebody can sleep upstairs and somebody can sleep downstairs. So if you and Aaron are going away for the weekend, <laughs> look in your own personal space. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think we'd need that, all right. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you then. Okay, so I come along to yourself in Feathered and um, I collect the trailer. So what, what do I actually get, you know, other than the trailer itself? What do I get and what do I need to bring myself? So your, your car obviously just needs a hitch on it. Uh, so you turn up with a hitch, you make sure you're insured to tow a caravan, which pretty much every insurance policy in Ireland has towing coverage. You just need to double check that. And that's it. Uh, we give you everything else. We will even print your extra number plate to go on the back if you need it. it. Uh, all the crockery, all the cutlery, all of your cooking utensils. Uh, print, I mean, there's your fully kitted out kitchen. As I said, uh, the, the teardrop has its own bed and stroke sofa. The roof tent has its own mattress. We can, we can rent out some bedding for you, but oh, to wow. begin, we encourage people to bring their own pillows and duvet quilts yeah, yeah. and bag. A little bit of comfort from home. Even if somebody was from not from Ireland or were coming to Ireland touring, they could literally travel very light. Yes. Come to yourselves and you know you pick up pillows in any shop really. Then great, oh. no, that's that's really handy and not to have to to bring all of that. You can just kind of hit the ground running, as they say. From people coming from the UK, I mean, instead of pulling your own caravan across, paying all the extra cost on the ferry, if you just come across in your car, you can then pick up a trailer or use it for the week. Drop yeah. off and then head, head back for the ferry. Oh, that, that sounds like a fantastic idea as well. Yeah. And if I got the trailer for myself, then can I take that trailer to the UK or onto the continent or be restricted to Ireland? Uh, so we, the normal rental is restricted to Ireland. Third, right. North and south. However, uh, we just need to get some extra insurance for you. So if you oh, want right. to take it to the UK, you can. And, you know, we, there's enough uh, teardrop rental operators in the UK. Uh, with similar products that there's no need really yeah. to yeah the, and we want people to stay in Ireland and spend their money in Ireland and visit all the Irish campsites and spots anyway so that's good that's good and like I know because of the weight they're lightweighted they're quite environmentally friendly as well aren't they I think we, we all know from driving camper vans and towing caravans how quickly your fuel gauge goes in the wrong direction uh, and the beauty of these is it just doesn't happen uh, they're pro you're looking at 25 to 30% less fuel usage and, and the fact that they can be towed with a hybrid or an electric car. So you're getting, you're able to use a more efficient car and they're not as big. So you don't get the wind resistance. They're not as heavy. 
So yeah, uh, they're, they're they're cheap to tow. And obviously, okay. I've been out and about with them. Uh, I've I've brought the trailers from the UK straight from the factory where they were built, and I've been very surprised uh, how little extra fuel I use. Yeah. And my next question is relating to kind of using it. So, you, you know, you're out camping and I'm probably a little bit spoiled. We've got kind of the, uh, the Heimer motor home. So it's, we've got our tile facilities and all that on board. How do you manage? I suppose you want to give people an idea how to manage, you know, using the the, the, the teardrop uh, trailers, the adventure trailers, you know, when you're out camping and you've got a, a bad few days raining and, and all of that, you just kind of use like, campers kitchens and things like that then is it or the way i think the way to look at a teardrop is very much people looking to move up from tent camping right yeah i think if you look at it that way yeah. there's a there's a, a logic to the, the the use of toilets and cooking outside and all of those things if somebody wants a porta potty we're happy to give them one to take away with them i don't imagine uh, in a teardrop that's something you particularly want and, and yeah like it to get you closer to nature. You're not taking your living room and your bedroom on holiday with you. I told you I'm spoiled. I started off camping in a tent and now I'm in motorhome and I could never see myself going back now, but you know, I definitely would um would be very keen to, to try them out. They just look so neat and that, you know. Um you do a lot of camping accessories and that kind of um uh, yourself. I see that's something you're going to, to to be selling as well, is that right? Yeah, we do. Uh, we've I mean it's not I mean our main businesses are trailers. But we're, there's, you know, we're trying to find, you know, the unusual and the different, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and trying to put together a small, you know, neat quality range of accessories that you perhaps wouldn't get on Amazon or you wouldn't get in a normal camping shop. So we're the, we're an Irish retailer for tent box roof tents, uh, which are fabulous products. They have three different roof tents. So anyone that's not even ready to take the step up to a teardrop uh, just looking for a roof tent because we all know that the floor is the coldest bit of a, of a tent. So, you know, a roof tent is an option. Uh, we stock a, a whole range of products from a German company called Hoffatz. They make a great beer box, uh, which you can use as a storage box for your beer. It then becomes a fire box. You can put a grill on top of it, a wooden lid on it that then makes it a seat and a step up into your camper van if you want it. I've had one outside my camper van for a couple of years. And the great thing about it is you can put your nice, sweet-smelling runners in it at night. <laughs> and they also don't have to come inside your, your motorhome or your teardrop or your caravan or whatever. That's it. I'm sure probably people might have like slide on the boxes or just put, would put that stuff kind of in the boat of their car, typically. Is there any other aspect to those the, the adventure trailers that I didn't ask you about anything, anything else you want to add so before we finish up? Yeah, just to say that our trailers are all pet friendly. We encourage people to bring their dogs, their cats, or Brilliant. whatever they have. Uh, the only thing we find is that you know dogs and cats might struggle up the ladder to the roof tent, so we keep them in the trailer. But yeah, so if you want to bring along your pets, we encourage people to do that, uh, and you know, we're we're very happy to have people and their pets on an adventure. Well, that definitely gets a big thumbs up from us because I'm sure you, you know if you listen to our podcast, we're very much um, pet friendly kind of dog owners and uh, most of the extended camping crew as well would all ha have dogs. So that's, that's brilliant. So look, thanks for doing the interview, David. I really appreciate you taking it. So where 
would people find you online? So if they want to look you up and learn a little bit more about the Buckled Wheel? Well, if you just look at buckledwheel.ie, you'll find everything there. And, you know, we've got our mobile numbers, our WhatsApp and everything else. So if we don't answer the phone straight away, we just ask people, you know, just bear with us. We're either delivering a trailer, picking a trailer up, cleaning trailers and doing everything else that a new startup operator is doing. But we do promise to phone every single person back the same day. Uh, I, I know you're new, so we really wish you the best um, taking out. It's it's a really unusual time and a hard time for people. And all of us listening here um, today to the, to the podcast are just itching to get back out camping. So um, I really look forward to seeing a couple of the adventure trailers um, out on the campsites and to the beaches and everywhere else you can get with them. And we'll definitely call up your, to yourself uh, as soon as we can to, to get a look as well and take a few pictures for the listeners. Great. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to everyone listening to the podcast. Very good interview. And I'll tell you, Chris, one of the things I like is, and we just mentioned it, that company don't mind you bringing your dogs, bringing your pets, your cats. He even mentioned the hamsters. So a lot of motorhome and caravan companies do not allow pets or might only have one or two units that they would let out for pets where the guys were saying, bring your pets with you. They're part of the family. So it's buckledwheel.ie. They're in Tipperary and we wish them the best. A very good interview and very, very informative. In fact, it, it from, from listening to it, I, I wanted to find out more. Definitely. It's one of those interviews. Yeah, I know he's doing like virtual tours at the moment because everything is locked down. But, uh, you know, he, he's a very approachable chap, very, very helpful. And you know, those adventure trailers are really, really stylish. I think if you're driving into a campsite, towing one of those behind you, you'll certainly catch the eye of everybody on the site there. Fantastic looking and the features and everything that come with them are great, you know. And I know they're a teardrop, but they're, they're their version of, and I've often seen the teardrop come onto a site and say, oh, look at that. But these yokes look so, because they're adventure trailers, they look so rugged and their colours yeah. and their build and the chunky wheels on them. Because it was, take a look at the website, buckledwheel.ie, but they do really, really do look the part. They would look fabulous being towed behind anything from a Mini to a Mercedes. Oh, definitely. They're, they're, they're really good. And we're going to go up and visit them once uh, lockdown is over as well and take uh, a few pictures and probably do a little video as well, I think. What do you reckon? Oh, definitely. Charlie and me will want to go in there because as soon as I heard that you can bring your pets, I said, right, that's it. Charlie and me will definitely, we'll take a spin up at you, Chris, and we'll do a video. And we might even do an actual Charlie and me video just to, to show you what they look like. Because one, it's a new company. It's an Irish company. It's a local company. And let's support them as best we can because we all need a bit of help in these strange times yeah a big thank you to david for for doing the interview for us and if if you know of anybody else out there that's starting up a business or even an established business that would like to have a chat with us we'd be interested in doing more interviews i I like that part of the podcast if we can do more uh, it would be great now last year you introduced a thing called things to do while camping but now that we're not camping it's been changed to things to do while we're not camping <laughs> yeah i just put more of a tongue-in-cheek list together uh, of um, things to do at home while you're not camping that are camping related <laughs> so uh, first list uh, is clean your motorhome while you're at home you know i also put repair do any repairs now's the time to do the repairs there's no point in repairing or fixing things uh, and the rest of the family are standing outside the motorhome and or camper van or, or 
waiting to head off. To go you know? yet. Yeah. Uh, dry it out. We've mentioned this. We've covered this on, on winterizing your camper van, your motorhome and your caravan. But just keep an eye on things and make sure that you're turning those cushions and opening the presses and venting in a bit of air on a fine day if you get a, if you get a chance. Yeah, you also do research for any trips that you might want to do, where you're going to go, what sites are going to be available. We're hoping that maybe by March, April, we'll be out of lockdown and be able to go camping, even if it's locally in our own county. Oh, wouldn't that be fantastic? You could join up with face group forums and forums like the Motorhome Crack that we're on on the boards.ie and go on to all camping-related chat groups. There's plenty of them out there on Facebook. And let me take this chance to thank all of the admins of the Facebook that allow us to promote the podcast and Charlie and me. So that's something to do. Get onto the old Facebook or get onto the World Wide Web and join a couple of forums and just see what's happening in the world of camping because there is quite a lot happening out there. Yeah, and feel free to get in touch with us on Instagram and Twitter as well. We're always uh, always like the little chat with the uh, the, the listeners there as well. Um, one thing I will suggest, uh, we always do, is to, you know, if you're getting some camping stuff, try where you can to buy them from a local business, you know, within your own county or at the very least within Ireland, if you can. You know, everybody's struggling now. So if we all do our bit, if we all shop locally, whether it's camping and non-camping, I think it's really, really important. Another thing which goes back to research, you could watch the Charlie and Me videos on YouTube and plan your trips for when we open up in 2021. Yeah, and I think um, you've got a map up on uh, campsitereview.com as well, which will give you a good visual representation of where where you've been and where you can go. Yeah, just click on the icon then in the county and that will open up any of the videos that happen to be in that county. And please, God, we'll be out recording videos again, as you say, possibly March, April or May of 2021. And of course, you can always catch up on the podcasts. People do dip in and out, like was mentioned earlier on, but go back to number one. Well, actually, start at number two and go right up because this is episode 91, believe it or not. That's it. Um, you know, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to re-listen to a bunch of the older ones as well, because there's really useful information right from day one up to now as well. So um, definitely worth re-listening to a few as well, if you want. And by the way, if you do re-listen to some of them and you'd like a little bit more information on the topics we covered, because we were green two years ago or a little over a little over a year ago, and we may not have delved into topics. But if there is something that you'd like us to look at again or in more depth, please do let us know. We'll give you the contact details in just a couple of minutes right camping life final question final one of this podcast what have you got for us yeah we like to show the question so this question is just simple did you get any camping stuff for christmas Aaron? right i got a new pair of fleece pajamas i don't wear pajamas at home but they are for camping they were from deirdre's sister but they are i was told these are for when you're camping and i got a new i'm going to call it a hoodie but it's the fleeciest softest hoodie that I've ever had, but it is purely for camping. But I have been wearing that around the house. I think I might have seen it on some of your videos as well. Yeah, I? it was. Any of the ones that I've done are on our Instagram, the Charlie and Me Instagram. But I didn't get any gadgets. Now, in fairness, Deirdre and family members got me some great stuff for the Bee Ball for out in the workshop gadgets and tools, but not camping related. They're just oh, well, if they're for the Bee Ball, they're definitely uh, uh, camping gadgets. Myself, I did. I got more kind of computer gadgets this year. Um, than camping gadgets. But one thing I did get was, um, uh, you might know from listening to earlier podcasts, we don't use like the barbecue grills. Uh, we use the, the briefcase ones, you know, the ones with the little bottles of butane gas. Well, what I got for it, 
the top of that for barbecue there's like a barbecue grill that sits on top of those you know and it collects all the oil and that for uh, for for cooking outside so i got a, a a lid top for one of those which is great and i'm looking forward to to trying that out now all we have to do is get out camping although that's something you could just try out in the back garden isn't it yeah. If you got anything gadgety wise for Christmas that has something to do camping related stuff, please do let us know. If you would like some of our stickers, they're still available for your motorhome, your campervan, your caravan, or your car. All we need is your address and your postcode. And also, if you're emailing us or getting in touch, we'd love to get your ideas for content for the podcast campsite suggestions reviews on products, any news item that you'd like us to look into or discuss. But of course, to do that, you need details of how to contact us. And here they are. Yeah, and as Aaron said, you know, we want uh, as many suggestions as possible. We are planning for the next few months and um, uh, keep our interest in camping going over the next few months. So um, any suggestions, you can email to, email them to campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us suggestions on Twitter. We're at the camping crew on Instagram. We're at the camping crew podcast. You can find us on all the good motorhome and camping groups. Um, on Facebook and on the forums you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com and uh, on boards.ie. We do have a website, campsitereview.com, which is the forum. It's free and it always will be. You can log on there. A lot of activity there over the Christmas, people talking about campsites that they've been to for 2020. And of course, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. We've got the van build videos every Wednesday and every Friday for the moment until we get out camping again. So that is it. Episode one of 2020, which is episode 91 of the podcast from me, Aaron Burchell. Please do stay safe until we're out camping again soon take care and for me chris Byrne, goodbye and don't forget to subscribe and to tell your camping friends all about us well that's it for another podcast from the camping crew thanks for listening and do join us again very soon safe camping mm-hmm.